Welcome to the Texas Home Improvement Super Podcast with Jim Dutton. All the best calls this week throughout the state of Texas. Brought to you by James Hardy Siding, the best siding on the planet. Jeff, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. How can I help you? Oh, yeah. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, not the best at uh, fixing things, but I was trying to put in a deck out by my pool. And uh, I had a contractor tell me to put the pool in before the deck uh-huh. and uh, to use pre-owned wood that's new. Does that make any sense? Use what wood? It doesn't. He had pre-owned wood that was once new, but he said put in the pool before the deck. Would you uh, would you put the deck in or the pool in before the deck? He, I didn't make sense to put the pool in before. I would put the pool in first. Yeah. Then do you would you use wood or pre-owned wood? Oh, personally, I would. would that be, make sense? Is this yeah. above ground or or in ground pool? It's below ground. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, but but he said use pergola pre-owned deck wood. Yeah, I don't know why he wants to use pre-owned wood instead of new. Well, he said it's he said it's better than new, but it's still pre-owned. If you didn't know it was new, then it would just be pre-owned. But I just thought, eh, we might as well just use pre-owned new. Yeah, I, I personally would. I, yeah, I, I personally would yeah. go over to Bayou City, uh, where, where where it's all treated new lumber. I'd get it there and and build it. Okay. Right, if they build it, they will come. Okay, yeah. bye-bye. All righty. <laughs> JR, how are you today? How are you doing today? Man, I am doing wonderful. How about you? Oh, yeah. Great. It's a little warm up here, but other than that, it's... You know, I, I, I'd i uh, like to, to say I'm hot, but I'd be lying. <laughs> yeah. Well, JR, let's talk about masonry repair a little bit because, you know... A lot of people have brick homes, and the first thought that they have is it's never going to need to have anything done to it. That's a permanent structure that lasts forever. It, it, that's just not the case. It needs some maintenance done. Oh, yeah, definitely. The settling soil here in Texas makes almost all of the houses settle at one point or another. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Now, when it when it comes to uh doing masonry repairs like that i mean i mean crack repairs are one thing but you know a lot of times people forget about like the uh expansion joints uh those the material that goes in those expansion joints that has the elasticity to it it doesn't last forever that's got to be taken care of over time as well we'll uh remove that and and the reepoxium a lot of times the houses is settling enough where it's not just the fact that it's old, it's no longer uh, adhering to both sides of the masonry work, so they have to be replaced and uh, make sure that you keep up with it because if not, uh, pests will go into the house, especially through that expansion joint because it's pretty long. Yeah, I can, I can tell you I did a uh, church one time that had some uh, expansion joints in it like that, and we we were... I'm I'm way off subject here, but it's it's okay. It's kind of it's 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 related. The expansion yeah. joint was opened up, 
and we were in the process of leveling. Now, this church was eight inches out of level. It was it was a good ways out of level, and so that expansion joint was up pretty good. And all of a sudden, this snake, about five, six feet long, climbs up the wall. It got high enough where that expansion joint was opened up wide enough that it climbed into the wall and disappeared. <laughs> Yeah, that's my so. wife's uh, worst nightmare. <laughs> so if, if there's any anything that may have a, a hole or anything, she's going to want it uh, plugged up. Yep. And that, that's for sure under masonry. People think that they could just leave it alone. But, I mean, obviously it may not be a, a three-foot snake, but there's going to be spiders and all other kind of things that are going to have easy access to the house. Yeah. Now, when when you're doing this masonry repair, how are you matching mortar colors? Well, what we're doing is we're uh, blending the mixes, which is, uh, there's a two mixed colors, uh, white and gray. So uh, the houses there that, that are built gray, they tend to lighten up. So we add white mix to get a lighter shade of gray. And the white houses, they just tend to get dingy. So on those, we just add a little buff dye to the white masonry. But, I mean, you got to do it slowly and carefully because you could make it uh, way too dark or way too buff. So it's kind of an art. you got to just sit there and slowly work it until you get the right color. Now, we, we talked about foundation movement causing some of the, these cracks and stuff, but... There's other things like arches and above a garage, you know, the, where the lentils aren't strong enough and they sag and that cause cracks and stuff as well. And what can you do with that stuff? Um, the, the common mistake as far as on the garages, the lentil above it, a, a lot of the builders, uh, their masons aren't lagging the, the lentil to the header. So that allows uh, that lentil to sag. If it's severe enough, we could uh, replace the lentil and put in a, one that's a lot uh, thicker. That way it, it could handle the weight. And that's, that still will get lagged into the header. But on some of them, when it's not so bad, uh, we could remove a few brick and uh, apply just a slight lift in the middle of the lentil and then lag it to the to the header which it, it, like i said most of them aren't lagged in there and once we do that it'll be a permanent repair okay well how about arches yeah on the arches now uh if the span is too long and the arch is too shallow uh the best uh, solution is going to be to bring it down and put a metal lentil and lay it flat uh, but if there's an arch that's that hasn't had a significant shift, but you can see that it's happening and there's no way of uh, stopping it, uh, then we'll open up uh, above the arch and put some rebar and concrete to basically make a interior lentil uh, with the rebar and concrete in, 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 in between the two arches. Now, I know that you guys do offer discounts for first responders and school teachers and such. Um, you know, a lot of times people think, oh, getting a contractor out is going to be just really expensive. But masonry repair is actually pretty reasonable to get done. Yes, and and we have uh, 
really competitive prices. Um, there are some contractors out there that are uh, advertising that they'll match other people's prices. And they're not giving you their own honest estimate, and they're relying on uh, getting other people's estimates and uh, either trying to match them or trying to charge them less. And that's all good for people that are just uh, money oriented. But if they're, they like I said, if they want to, a lot of those companies they can match our prices, but they definitely can't match our quality. Okay. Again, what's the phone number for Lone Star Masonry Repair? Yes, it's 817-709-6834. JR, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to give us a call today. Okay, thank you. You have a good one. You as well. Take care. Francis, welcome to Texas Home Improvement. Hello. I'm a little bit short of money now due to what happened, but uh, I'm calling you to ask how can consumers... What are the right questions to ask a contractor? And here's the situation. There has been quite a bit of lightning in the area where my problem occurred. The compressor on the HVAC stopped working. A tech, a HVAC tech came out and said that the compressor was damaged and I needed a new compressor. Okay. He did not address at all the capacitor on the compressor that could have been damaged. And my question, when a lightning episode happens, is the capacitor the main component that's damaged and not necessarily the compressor itself? And and, and I feel like there should have been some type of contract signed. Uh, I should have been shown that, yes, the, com- uh, the capacitor was not working properly. None of that was done. <laughs> okay. So, so let me ask let me ask you a couple questions. Yeah, yeah. How old of air conditioning system was it? Uh 2018 it was put in. Okay, so it's only 5 years old then. Yes. It's a 5-ton or was a 5-ton uh, Goodman. Okay. Yeah. Well, the reason I'm asking that is a lot of times compressors have a 10-year warranty on them. Now, sometimes they'll say lightning, lightning strike isn't covered other times they let it go it, it just uh I, I don't know the rhyme or reason it, that's just the way it goes sometimes uh so that would have been my first inclination was okay five I, I would have attempted to run it through warranty first um as far as compa- capacitors on it you know there, there's actually more than one on a system so it's possible for one to be damaged and others not to be damaged Yes. So, you know, um, when when you come in and, and you're testing a system out and you find that the compressor is bad, uh, you know, it, it's a question. Do you go through and test every item on that system before you say, let's replace the, the compressor? It, it depends on how it looks. Uh, was the capacitor the only other thing that had to be replaced? Well, he he didn't replace. He replaced the whole compressor, the whole right. unit, outside unit. Let's replace. okay. He 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 replaced the the whole outside unit. Okay. Yes, and my my question was, uh, I never heard him say he tested any of the co- 
capacitors. Okay. Like, I just don't want to feel like I was ripped off. <laughs> the compressor is the most expensive part of that outside unit. Yes. And, again, you know, if if you did find that there was any comp comp capacitors that were bad, uh, I would have told you the same thing. Replace the outside unit. Now, oh, the whole unit, my... not just the, com the capacitor that was damaged. Well, by the time you start looking at the cost of the compressor and start putting in a couple of capacitors, it's cheaper to yeah. replace the the whole unit or not or they're very close in price and then you end up with a whole new warranty on it. Yes, I do have a whole new warranty. It was $3800, which Okay. I should have shopped around. <laughs> uh Actually, that's not a bad price. Okay, <laughs> okay. So I, I, I don't, I don't. Tier fourteen. It, it, yeah, it does. It does not sound like you got ripped off. Okay, okay, okay. Good, because if the lightning struck uh, was enough, or lightning strike was enough to blow out the compressor, chances are there was other damage to the unit as well. Uh, the capacitors would have been my biggest concern would have been on uh, like a, a computer board or something like that being damaged as well. And okay. once that happens, yeah, just replace the whole thing and be done with it. Okay. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> All right. Would you mind doing me a favor? Sure. When you, when you uh, follow up on that, could you go to my website and use the Ask Jim button to to let me know what happened yes i will all right I'll i appreciate you know. that thank you uh jason in north richland hills welcome to texas home improvement hi jim we've got a uh a painted wooden shelf in the laundry room that had i think uh the the glue down some glue down shelf paper on and there was some mosquito spray in there it leaked and now we got a gooey mess what's the best way to clean it up oh well, the first thing you'll have to do is peel off the uh, glue down. It's kind of dissolved. Uh, product. You tried to peel it. Yeah, you can't uh, peel it. <laughs> is it all the way across the shelf off? No, it's or, about or... a six to ten inch diameter puddle. Right, but I'm telling you, you're going to end up taking the rest of it off as well. Um, yeah, we got the rest of the shelf off, but not where the puddle is. It's kind of gotcha. dissolved. Okay. All right. So this is probably going to sound a little strange to you, but. What was it, bug spray that dissolved it? Yeah, mosquito spray, we think, leaked, cracked open, leaked or something. Okay. Is it, is it stiffened up again, or is it still soft where it's gooey? It's soft and gooey. Okay. First thing I would do then is take, like, a uh, putty knife and scrape off as much of that as you can. Okay. And this is going to be the part that's going to sound a little goofy to you, but... Spray some of the, the same stuff that dissolved it in the beginning back mm -hmm. on it and let it dissolve mm -hmm. up a little bit more. Scrape it again. Then you should be able to, at that point, get it to where you can sand it off a little bit and, and seal it up again. Okay. All right. That is a little weird, sounding, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I, th I, I thought you might think that. but <laughs> <laughs> Okay. We'll give that a try, Jim. All right. Now, one other step, just in case you need it. After you've uh, you know softened it up and scraped it off a second time, 
one thing that a lot of times can help to take all that gooey mess off is is the uh, goof off. Ah, okay, okay. Uh, it, it, it again, that'll help to dissolve, and but that, what that'll do is not soak in and and melt everything like the other product did. Okay. Alrighty. Well, sir, you have a great afternoon. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Thanks for joining us for the super podcast of Texas Home Improvement. Jim has lots more on YouTube, on the TV show, and at THIPro.com. Have a good one. We'll see you next time.